for another episode of Hue I Do. I'm Tania. And I'm Ashley. And we have a special guest today on the show. She's actually one of my besties. I have a lot of besties, y'all, but her name is also <laughs> Ashley. So, um, Ashley, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, everybody out there. My name is Ashley, like she said, but it's with an I. Today, we are discussing when the wedding does not happen. Ashley was engaged, and of course, we'll get into all that a little bit later on. Um, but Ashley was engaged. Um, she was slated to get married April last year of last year. Yeah. Um, and so we are going to talk to her about that. You know, of course, a lot of you all make it to the wedding day and, you know, there's a happy ending in that. Um, however, there are some situations where it's not a happy ending. So uh, we wanted to bring Ashley on today and talk to her a little bit about that. So, um, Ashley, did you want to talk about wedding planning? Um, I got bills to pay. Like, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think we have anything. The coronavirus has stopped stuff. We were all supposed to have dinner tonight, but uh, that's not happening. So that that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just paying bills at this point. I got to pay the uh, the photo booth in like two weeks. Okay. Mm. So that's that. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. So what are you doing? I know you're listening to this podcast and we appreciate you for doing that. However, we need you to do us a little bitty favor. We need you to go to iTunes and tell us if you like us. Tell us how much you like us on a scale from one to five and give us a good comment. We would love you forever for it. Thanks, boo. And we are back. Nia already let everybody know we're talking about your engagement that was called off. So to kind of start back or go back, like how did you meet your ex? <laughs> I, I, so uh, we met, so I got, I was in the army and I got out the army like around December, 2013. And so I met my ex, uh, like right, like in April. So like right after I moved to Atlanta, I met him in April, 2014. I met him out at a hookah lounge. So yeah. But um, we kind of dated that summer a little bit, but then it, like, I don't know what happened, but we stopped talking, but we always kept in touch or whatever. And then, like, around the end of 2015, we kind of connected again, and, like, we got together at that point. So, yeah. How long were you all together before he asked you to marry him? So, the beginning of 2016, I think we picked January 1st as our anniversary. So, January 1st, 2016. And he proposed February 2018, but I know he bought the ring in August 2017 because when I went to visit him, I picked the ring out. So like, I know when he bought the ring. And so um, he was supposed to have, he told me he was going to propose on my birth. Well, we had the same birthday. He was going to propose on our birthday, November 16, 2017, but we had a lot of stuff going on. So he didn't. And so, but I ended up, I had the ring in November 2018, 17, and then I gave it back to him in January 2018, and that's when he proposed February 2018. So I actually had the ring. He gave it to me because I was going to break up with him, so he gave it to me. And then I kept it for a couple months, and for whatever reason, I felt like, oh, he's changed, and I gave it back to him, and he proposed after me. So two years to answer the question pretty much, but really like a year and a half, kind of. Okay. That, I mean, that's like so a Between a year and a half and two years. Yeah, yeah, it's a normal time okay. frame. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, 
tell us about like when he actually did propose. So I don't really think he had a plan because after he proposed, he had told me about like other ways he was going to do it. But basically like for Valentine's day, I had, um, so his, his, uh, love language was gift giving. So I had a, a private chef come to the house that he didn't know about. So it was a surprise. I had a private chef come, I guess when I was taking a shower, he had talked to her or whatever. Like I said, he just came up with this at the last minute because he didn't even know about the person coming to cook. So he literally just decided to do it that way when she got there. But anyway, I guess when I took a shower, he had talked to her. So with the private chef, it was like a four course meal. And the last course was like chicken and waffles, but we won't eat chicken. So ours was just like waffles and the ring was on top of the waffle. So like in that whole day, he kept like putting his phone in my face and I'm like, I don't know if Ashley, if you've seen my video, but I'm pretty sure it's an ESOD. And I look crazy at the beginning of the proposal video because I'm like, why you keep putting this phone in my face? And so he was doing it because he knew she was going to come out. And so then like she took the phone from him and then, yeah. And so at church, um, like our pastor was the series for February was like Bay, Boo and Beyond. And so he was like, oh, I want you to be my Bay, Boo and Beyond when you marry me. It was sweet back then, but now that I think about it, it was lame. So yeah. <laughs> Back then I liked it, but now I'm like that was stupid. <laughs> but he had said he had thought about proposing the night before because that's when we had Bible study on Tuesday nights. Um they do it on Wednesday nights now, but that's when they had it on Tuesdays and he said he was gonna do it then, but I don't know. So yeah, he didn't he didn't really have no plan. Like I said, he uh, he wanted to propose. I had like an eighties theme party for my thirtieth. He wanted to propose that night in front of all my friends and family, but he had really messed up really bad. And I found out the week before that. So I had the ring from like November 12th, I think 2017 until January 2018 when I gave it back. So whenever he did propose, he just, whatever, he ain't had no plan. He just threw something together. So, okay. So what made you say yes? <laughs> I was stupid. <laughs> just being honest. I, I was in, I was in love and I thought, you know, things were changing and, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, right now I can't tell you. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But at that moment, because I loved him and I ignored all the red, I mean, I ignored the flaming hot red flags and just, I don't know. I thought we were going to be happily ever after. <laughs> so um, I didn't let you all know this in the beginning, but Ashley's also a therapist. I think like this would be the perfect time period to let people know like what are some red flags of course actually you don't have to tell all his red flags but of course like what are some of the red flags that you should pay attention to i mean obviously if you're not being loved the way you know you should be loved that's a red flag or just even small stuff if you know like from the very beginning there were red flags that i chose to ignore where like he would get mad over something that normally somebody wouldn't get mad over or just things like that just to notice that you know, if something doesn't seem right, we as women, for one, should always trust our gut instinct. Every time my gut told me something, it was 100% what was going on. So, yeah, trust your gut instinct. Don't let your, you know, enforce healthy boundaries. Don't let your boundaries down thinking that, you know, this isn't going to, you know, this is just this one time or whatever. That makes sense. Okay. So going back to you're engaged now like, how did wedding planning start for you like what vendor did you get first <laughs> so what's so crazy is because i had already knew what i was gonna do before like because we i mean first of all we had been talking about it anyway but i always wanted to get married uh like in the spring or fall because i wanted an outside wedding so it was either april or um september and so when he proposed in february obviously we weren't gonna get married in april that was two months 
And then September was only like six months. So I was like, okay, April, because we met April 19th. So our wedding day was April 20th, which was 420, by the way. And everybody's like, oh my God, you chose for No, we just picked 420 because of the April 19th. <laughs> but all these stoners was like excited. But so that's how we ended up choosing the wedding date. Well, not we. That's how I ended up choosing the wedding date. Um, I pretty much did absolutely. Not not pretty much. I did absolutely everything. So, but yeah, so that's how it was basically. And um, I knew I wanted an outside place. So I just looked up places in the area that like had, you know, I wanted an all-inclusive spot. So places that had the outside ceremony area with the inside reception with that came with everything the cake the food the drinks all that so you know once he proposed I think we didn't start looking at places till maybe I don't know maybe that's I know we signed a contract in June so I think I had narrowed it down to like four places and we went to look at those four places I think the first thing we did was really do that engagement party because we did the engagement party Memorial Day weekend 2018 and I found my dress that weekend too, but I didn't get it for a while. But that was like the first dress I tried on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So talk about where you got your dress or like it's that whole process. Now. Of- oh man, it's closed now, but I got it at Bride Beautiful in, um, what's that? Roswell, maybe? I say Roswell, Sandy Springs. Yeah. So I think yeah. what I did was, so I always wanted a, I always wanted a lace, like, I guess it's a mermaid where it, I want, so I described it as tight, tight, boom. So I wanted like something that was tight all the way up here. And then at the bottom, it flowed out. And I knew I wanted lace. I had always loved lace. Um, I kind of wanted long sleeve because I have tattoos, but I wasn't like stuck on it. He was now. So that's, you know, if we talk about me keeping my dress or not keeping it, that goes into like, that ain't the dress he wanted for me anyway. But anyway, so I didn't know if I wanted long sleeve or not. So I looked up, um, I think... One of the dresses that I liked was by Provonos or whatever. I think that's the name of them. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up at Bride Beautiful because they had that line there. So I think I just looked up places in the area. I think Tania told me, or maybe her cousin told me that she got her dress from um, that place in Midtown. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it too. But so I picked that place. I picked, I picked that place. I picked Bride Beautiful. Did I go anywhere else? Oh, and I went to David's Bridal just to go. But I did everything in the same weekend because my dad, well, my dad lived there, but my best friend was there and obviously my mom didn't come. So the people I wanted there, which was my dad, my stepmom and my uh, best friend. So we did it that same weekend as the uh, engagement party. Mm -hmm. So that's how I kind of just picked it. I think I picked that one spot in Midtown because Tania's cousin told me about it or Tania told me, somebody told me about it. And then I picked Bride Beautiful because they had the, I think I'm saying it right, Provonos line. And then I picked David's Bridal just, it was a cheaper option because the Provono dresses are way more expensive than what I paid on mine. And so, oh, and I went to, I did go to Bridals by Lori, but I ain't trying nothing. They pissed me off. And yeah, so that's, I went to four places. (laughs) And the first place I went to was Bride Beautiful. And the very first dress I tried on was the dress I ended up buying. Something that messed me up at the majority of the places I went to is my size and my shape. So a lot of places like at Bride Beautiful, I only was able to try on like five dresses. And mm. the place in Midtown, now the place in Midtown had a lot more options for me. Um, they did. But Bridals by Lori had zero. I think their biggest sample size was like a eight, which is really Ooh. like a six. So yeah, I wasn't able to try nothing on there. And then Davis Bridal had stuff for me. So yeah, that was what I uh, encountered in a lot of the places I couldn't, there wasn't a lot of options for me to try on. Mm-hmm. 
Did you circle back to uh, Bride Beautiful? At the oh my end God! Let me tell you, I went that dress place store. like five times before I went to, went and bought the dress. So <laughs> I went the first time. That was the first dress I tried on. I obviously tried on other dresses. I even tried on a big stupid. Um, it wasn't a ball gown, but it was like big and fluffy, just to try it on. <laughs> I hated it. It was heavy. <laughs> It was heavy. It was, I was like, heck no, I'm not wearing this. But I even tried that just to try it. You know, I even tried one that wasn't lace. I wanted to make sure, you know, that lace wasn't the thing. But the the dress I ended up getting was the first dress I tried on. Like, I felt beautiful in it, all that kind of stuff. And there was a close second at the place in Midtown. That one was actually long sleeve. And it was a close, and it was cheaper. But I just kept going. I think, Obviously, I wasn't going to buy nothing that day. And then I think, so that was Memorial Day weekend. I think probably in June, I went back to Bride Beautiful. I don't think I went back to any other place. So I think in June, I went back to Bride I think I went back like a couple months. And then I finally got it. Matter of fact, I didn't get it till November 2018. So like I probably went for like May, June, July, August, September. I probably went for like six months in a row, just kept going and looking at it and trying it on. And then I finally made some payments. Was it the dress that was low cut? Like it was low in the back? Yeah, but it wasn't open. It was like a sheer covering on the back. But yeah, okay. it, it gives the illusion of being open all the way down to my like butt. Yes, yes, like yes, yes. Sheer. I it remember. The buttons down. Yeah. yeah, I think I was there when you tried it on. And we all, like even your dad was like, yeah, I think this is the one. Mm-hmm. My dad said if he would marry me in it. <laughs> <laughs> he said if he, if he was to marry me, he would marry me in that dress, which is cool. <laughs> That's what he said. So everybody <laughs> liked it. And I felt good in it. I thought I looked good in it. You, you know, did. even with my little my little pooch, um, it like fit right because it it oh something that I did notice that I didn't know going into trying on dresses was that jersey material was what what I wanted. And I don't know if it's exactly jersey material, but I know the dress that I ended up getting was like a stretchy material. So underneath it, it's like a beige, um, like stretchy material. And on top, they had the lace over it. So when I did try on. And I think I only tried on one that wasn't like the jersey. I don't know if it's jersey, so I don't want to just keep saying that. But the stretchy material dress, when I tried on one that was like not stretchy, I was uncomfortable. So from that point on, every dress I tried on had that same stretchy material. So even though like the sample size was like a sample size 12, I probably would have ordered a 14. But because um, the sample size it had obviously been tried on a million times was stretchy, I was comfortable in it. Like it didn't restrict me. And then it like held me right in the right places and stuff and I didn't have to wear no bra with it which was great because I didn't want to have to do that <laughs> it was it had like the well I don't have big boobs anyway but like it had the type of cups or whatever where you know it was in there so yeah, I was gonna hold it. you together yeah yeah so I loved it and it was stretchy I was comfortable okay. what venue did you book What's the, uh, I don't think it was in Ackworth. Kennestone. It was in Kennestone. Oh, it's okay. By Waterstone so it wasn't the con- conservatory. Not the conservatory. The um, Let's the conservatory see. is the one in Ackworth, I think. Dang it. Yeah. It's okay. in Kennestone, though. But it's by Waterstone event. Was it the Grand? Yeah, the Grand. Wait, no, is there another one? I, I think it's the Grand, though. It's either the Grand or the Roosevelt Manor. No, is it's the it Grand. The- the Grand in the Grand in Kennestone, yeah, that's it. So it's the Grand in Kennestone, <laughs> but they have different, like in their brand, they have like three different ones. I think the conservatory, the conservatory isn't outside. There's there's like an upstairs downstairs. It's really small and it's in like a a, a plaza, mm-hmm. so there's no parking or anything. But and mm-hmm. I didn't see the Rose Bell and to Billum one whatever, but that one looked nice. But the one I had was like on private property and it was like a house. 
and it had the outside area and stuff. But I oh, also went and looked at a place in Lawrenceville, but that joint was expensive. Um, but it was the same type of, I don't remember the name of that one either, but they like one of the knots top whatevers, but they was like, like, I think like 30, 40,000 more than what I, I ended up paying. So. Gotcha. No. Yeah. And that was for the basic package. So the place I went to, <laughs> the place I went to and ended up booking was 10,000 and it was for up to a hundred people. It came with food. It came with, um, I think, five hours, um, food, cake, regular drinks. Um, we could do signature drinks, and we just had to bring our own liquor, but they would supply the uh, mixers. Um, it had okay. a cocktail hour. It, it came with everything but photography and videography. It came with everything gotcha. else. It had, like, a little man's cave for the groom suite. It had an upstairs area for the bridal suite. Um, like I said, it had an outside area, two different ways you could go. One of them was like a gazebo. And if you went down that way, or you could go this way and it was like a brown wooded, not a gazebo, but like a little covering thing. Or of course you could get married inside if you wanted to, but it wasn't like that big. And then they had a big, um, wooden thing that they built for in case it rained. So you could get married in there too. Um, it was nice too. So I was going to do like a part of my cocktail hour out there. And then, like I said, inside the house, they had, like, the places where you would sit up and do, like, the, they had the dance floor and, like, the tables. Gotcha. So, for, for 100 people, that package was 10000 Oh, and it came with, like, sparklers. And it came with all, the, like, decor. You could add more decor, too. But it came with everything. So, that's, like, why I was, like, oh, I don't have to do nothing. Unless I just want mm -hmm. additional stuff. But it had, like, decor. Like, it wasn't, like, fabulous decor. But, I mean, it was, it was for what I wanted. I was doing black red purple and gold like black was just like a small accent but it was like red purple gold type and so what mm -hmm. all the stuff i wanted they had like they had gold um a lot of gold decor like the gold fake candelabra things and stuff for centerpieces um they had the all the um the tablecloths um like i think the only thing i was gonna end up buying was like rose petals because that was gonna i was gonna put on the table and like I don't think it wasn't too much more that I was going to get because they had a lot. Like they had a lot hmm. of the stuff I needed. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about your bridesmaids, who they were and how did you pick them? And how did you let them know that you wanted them to be your bridesmaids? So like how I let them know versus how I always planned to let them know didn't happen. Cause literally when I got engaged, Right after I got engaged, I FaceTimed everybody and was like, and whoever I was asking to be in my wedding, I asked them right then. But later on, I did do the little bag that I wanted to do, but that was initially how I was supposed to ask them in the first place, but I was overly excited and I asked them immediately. So basically, I had I started with four because I really didn't want a lot of people, but my ex insisted or demanded, whichever, that somebody in his family had to be in it, so it ended up going to five. And so, no, I take that back. I had three and his niece was one of them. And so that's how I was at four in the beginning. And then like three months, four months in, he was like, oh, I'm adding somebody else. And I had to ask another person. So I always knew it would be Sanji, my best friend. She was my, uh, I asked her to be my maid. Then Tania um, was one. Then who was my other? Oh, my cousin, Ebony. She was my matron. And then his niece, his niece was my fourth one. And then when he decided to add a fifth person after he was like, I don't want no groomsmen. I added a friend of mine from college named Brittany. Like I said, I always knew Tania. I mean, well, yeah, I knew Tania. Well, but I always knew Sanji and Ebony were going to be my maid and matron. And then Tania was my, uh, 
my third choice. And then I had to add his uh, family member. Okay. So now we could go into bachelorette and yes. bridal. Because y'all were going out of the country. The Dominican Republic. That's right. Yeah, yeah. People had like, well, Tania had paid her whole thing off. You know, she was like, I'm trying to get this out the way. She was like the only person that had paid the full thing. <laughs> but we <laughs> money back. Yeah, I'm everybody sorry. got their money back for the yeah. trip. Okay. Yeah. But um, cause we what we did was we were doing an Airbnb or like a villa or uh-huh. something. So yeah. we were able to get all the, the money was back. Really, really we were, nice. It was so nice. Oh my god! But gosh, it was um, nice. and we were so far out because I think the, the trip wasn't going to be till like February or no, it was going to be in March. Mm-hmm. And so and it got you know in December is when it got canceled. So that's when everybody pretty much got their money back by January. But basically, my uh best friend um, so I told her. Like, I wanted to do some, well, I think, did we, I don't even know how we came up, but like, I love to travel. So I think that's just how it was like, let's just go out the country for it or whatever. And then instead of staying on a resort, we were like, well, let's just get a, you know, a villa or Airbnb so we can, you know, do our own things and stuff like that. So that's how we started planning it. She had me pick the places I wanted. And so then from there, she found like, you know, different places. And from there, I think like she would have me narrow it down and then we would send it to the group and see what everybody thought about it. We asked, you know, people's price range and stuff like that. And so we went from there. And then, like, everybody had time to make payments. We had to make, like, one to secure it as a deposit. And then we just had to pay the rest by, like, I think a month before the, the trip. So I think it ended up being, what was it, like, 350 Tania? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad And that all. was for the villa. So, and then, mm-hmm. you know, flights. I don't remember how much flights were, but I don't think they were over six. No, they weren't. I think they were between like four and six, maybe. Yeah. I but if you got on Spirit, you probably could have got it for two. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been flying the plane, though. But <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like overall, because I think I asked what everybody's overall, like with the flight, Budget, the this, yeah. and that. And I think it was like a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, what people agreed on. Like some people, of course, was like, oh, 2000 is good or whatever. But there were some people that were like, I did a poll. That's what I did. I did a poll. I used GroupMe. So I did a poll. And I think it was like seven fifty, a thousand, and maybe fifteen hundred. And the majority of people were like a thousand. So that's how we figured out the villa. We figured out like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think um, we were just waiting for you to actually book your flight, and then everyone else was going to book. Yeah. Did y'all all get along like in the group me and stuff? Like, I would well, a lot of my people know, know each other. Well, a lot of my people pretty much know each like so I think what I invited it was like twelve people maybe. So like Tania knows like she's seen she's met Sanji a bunch of times. She knows um well maybe, maybe no, maybe Tania, you were the one that didn't know everybody. But I think everybody else kind of knew each other because there was some people, my cousin Ebony, that was my matron, a lot of her friends, and my cousin's like five years older than me, a lot of her friends are my friends, which is crazy. She said I stole her friends. But there was like four of them on there, like that were coming that, you know, group my cousin has known. My cousin's 38. She's known since she was like six. So she like four of them people she knew. I just I feel like the only people that didn't know anybody was Gabe's niece. And I invited his sisters and then you know, his sisters was funny acting. So they was like, oh, we going to go. But they never was planning on going. So gotcha. the only person I think that didn't, wasn't going to know anybody was his niece. I think everybody at least knew one other person. Yeah. Okay. But I think through the text message, I think we all got along. Yeah, there was no issues. Yeah, there wasn't any issues. That's at good. All. Mm-hmm. But also, I wasn't with the shit either. So 
I want I like I was a real like I wasn't even, I wasn't I don't think I was a, like Sanji hasn't told me that I was like I was a real chill bride so yeah, I you were I didn't want none of that extra stuff so I think people and I think Sanji made that a point to let them know like I ain't want that either so yeah how long was the trip supposed to be probably like four or five like, days like a weekend like an extended weekend type because okay. up until this trip I'm taking next weekend, all my trips are usually like Thursday through Monday. So every like, anytime I've went somewhere, it's been like an extended weekend. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was like a Thursday through Monday or a Friday through Monday. Gotcha. Okay. Back to the wedding planning. Let's see. So you have your venue, you have your dress, you know who you well, want to Well, I didn't even have my dress for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, you knew what the dress was yeah. going to be. I was just that dress was twenty five hundred dollars, so I was sitting. I was sitting on like, did I really want to spend twenty five hundred dollars? That was like a big. That was like a. That was really what held me up. I was like, this dress is expensive, and I'm gonna wear it one time. Right. But I loved it so much. So, did you find a photographer and a videographer? Uh, Michael was gonna be my photographer. Okay. And then the guy that did my save the date was gonna do my videographer. So wait, no. Well, I did look. I was highly, almost chose champagne. Uh, y'all heard of him, champagne? Champagne dude? Yeah. But he was so expensive, and my my ex was like, he was pissing me off. And I was like, well, I'll just pay for it myself then, dang it, because I want it. And then mm-hmm. he just was so against it. So that's why I was going to end up going with my – the guy that did my save today did great too, and he was cheaper. So I was going to end up going with him. But I really wanted the champagne guy because his stuff was, I would sit there and watch videos from people weddings that I don't even know and be crying. <laughs> like, oh, so beautiful. <laughs> like during that time, I literally would be at work and be looking at like different videos to see how I wanted to do mine. People uh-huh. I don't even know, like random white people, random whatever. I just be crying. Oh my God, this was so beautiful. <laughs> so dramatic. Oh gosh. <laughs> Everything was making me cry. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's say around September, October. How were things like in your relationship? Were they fine? Were y'all like having issues or so my ex, um, he is an electrician and before he started working for himself, he worked for this company, but they would travel basically. So he would only be here on the weekend. So like our first two years he was gone. I only saw him on the weekends. So but normally it would be like they would send him to Tennessee or like North Carolina, something close. Not close, but close enough where he would come back every weekend. Well, I think in July 2018, they sent him to uh, D.C. So obviously he ain't going to come home every weekend. And um, I don't know. It was real strained by that time, like real strained. And I think at that point we were like, I don't know. It was weird. But like I said, I went to see him in August 2017. And that's when we were like looking at rings. And I remember like because they do military discount there. The lady was like, let me write your information down. And I, that's how I knew he was going back to get it because I wanted to, I always wanted a rose gold ring and he didn't want me to have a rose gold ring because he said it blended too much into my skin and he didn't like it, whatever. It wasn't hit for him to wear it was for me. But anyway, Sanji told me later, but Sanji was like, he asked her which one, cause they could make the ring he got in rose gold, but he was so against me getting a rose gold ring. He ended up doing the, the silver one. Now I will say, cause you know, uh, Snapchat be popping up with these memories. So, you know, February just passed and all that junk popped up. 
I will say that ring was nice. That's the one thing I will say. He did really good on that. That ring was nice. I loved it. It was beautiful. But so yeah, I think um by the time like like I said, he got the ring in August. Like it wasn't great. Still, it was like strained and he was still gone. He didn't stay, he didn't he wasn't back for good until I think like January twenty eighteen, where he was like actually staying and didn't leave anymore. So, I mean, it was crazy, but I was still planning a wedding. We were still paying on it every weekend. Like, when he was here, we was going to do, like, the cake tasting and the food tasting. Like, I think we, because, you know, they don't do that till like, four or five months out. So, I think we didn't do any of that till like, but the wedding was in April, like, November, October. We were doing, like, cake tasting mm-hmm. and, and food tasting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were still, I mean, it wasn't too much that we had to, like, well, we, I had to plan because they did basically everything for me. Which is why I wanted something like that because I know how I am and I ain't, I wasn't trying to be stressed out. As long as I tell you what I like and you you try to make that happen and I don't got to do nothing, then that's good. And that's like how that place was. So only thing I really was doing was making sure that we were making the payments, making sure, um, yeah, that was about it. Like trying to fit, I think it came down to trying to find a dress that everybody liked because everybody was in disagreement about the dresses. Because I wanted their dresses to be tight, tight, boom, too. And some people's bodies ain't tight, tight, boom, so they didn't want to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I was kind of getting annoyed I because that. I wanted everybody to be, like, sexy. And, like, yeah. a lot of people wasn't going for it. And it was kind of, that's what was kind of pissing me off. But I think that's the only issue, like, I really had as far as, like, wedding planning, trying to, like, please everybody. Yeah. Mm. I remember that because I think we were at a point where we were about to buy the dresses. That's when I told y'all not to. Yeah, we finally yeah. had came to. That was that was at the end of December. That's when like the wedding got caught up and stuff. So we finally had agreed. We found one. I we found it on JJ's house um, dot com. So they have like a bunch of dresses and stuff, and they had like a bunch of good reviews. They had uh, return policy, all that kind of stuff. Cause we looked at the place that I got my dress from, and they had nice stuff. But like like I said, I wanted something that was like a mermaid shape too. So, and I wanted it to be the same kind of material, like stretchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we ended up finding one in the green on one that was on JJ's house. And that's the one after a million different times, like people complaining about stuff. We finally all agreed to that, that one dress. Okay. So you said it got called off in December. So what happened if you don't mind? We was fighting, like, the whole time anyway. Like, one day we'd be good and one day we wouldn't. Like, I had took the ring off, like, twice, I think. But I had put it, like, right back on. I would take it off and, like, put it right back on. But um, mm-hmm. in December, like, we weren't fighting. Nothing bad was happening. Matter of fact, we had just took family pictures that I paid for, by the way. We had went down to Atlantic Station where that little outside thing is in that bridge. We had just took family pictures with his girls. Mm-hmm. And we was at David Buster's. He was like, I don't think you know, we should be getting married right now. And I was like, are you serious? Like, right here while we playing video games and stuff? And he was like, no, I'm serious. So I had, like, went outside. I was pissed. I had tried to calm down. And so then, like, on the way back to the house, I was like, I need to know if you're serious or not because, like, these girls is about to buy their dress, like, tomorrow. And he's like, no, go ahead and tell them not to buy it. So that's when I sent the text message. Well, I think I sent it to Sanji, and Sanji sent it to y'all and told y'all not to, like, bother me because I didn't want to be buying nobody asking me no questions. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. um, what's so crazy is Sanji had just went that day to Tiffany's. She bought me a necklace with my initials, my new initials on it because she was going to get the champagne flutes, and the girl that went with her was like, oh, you know he crazy. He might break them, so don't get them for her. And so she ended up giving me the necklace, and it was going to have my new initials on it. 
So she lost a lot of money that day too because she went and bought that mm-hmm. for me. Wow. But yeah, so basically, but what he wanted to do was he wanted to stay engaged. And I wasn't mm-hmm. going to do that. I was like, he wanted to call the wedding off, but he wanted to stay engaged. And at that point, we had been together three years. We've been living together for three years because we moved in immediately together. I take care of your kids. Like, no, I'm not going to just be engaged. So when right. he wanted to stay engaged for like another year or two, I was like, no, we can call the engagement off. Let's just be boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm going to move into my own house and we'll do it like that till we figure out when you want to propose again. And he got mad and was like, well, I don't want to be your boyfriend. We just going to break up. And that's how it happened. And then he regretted it, of course. But I, at that point, I think I finally was like, you know what? He really did this to me at the last. I mean, we was three months out from the three, four months out from the wedding. Yeah. Like we almost was paid off everything. I had paid, you know, I was almost done paying on my dress. Definitely couldn't get no money back for that. They don't do refunds. Once you put money on it, you either pay the rest of the money or you just lose your money and they keep the dress. So at that point, I was Dang. pissed and I just was like, I'm done. And yeah. But that's how it happened. He wanted to call the wedding off and just stay engaged. And then when I didn't want to do that, he didn't want to be my boyfriend no more. <laughs> and that's how that happened. Um, so, um, okay. So when you called the wedding off, like, did you let your venue know and did they understand? I think, when did I let them know? I think I let them know. I probably let them know soon. And I mean, they understood to the point where they kept like $3,000. <laughs> like... <laughs> I was mad about that. I got everything else after that back, but yeah, they kept a lot of it. I mean, I like they have a, I mean, that was in their contract though. So I always knew that was going to happen. Gotcha. Yeah. The cancellation thing or whatever. So they keep the deposit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm, okay. Oh. So at that point, I, and that's something else I brought up. I'm like, we're going to lose this money. I didn't put me on this dress. And he's like, you're just worried about money. Well, it's a lot of money. Yeah, right. Like, you want to wait till you should have caught it off in, in the summer last year. Shoot. Yeah. He's going to wait till we're right. right here. Especially because you were the one paying a lot of it. Yeah. Like, and then, like, we ended up having to pay for the cake testing. It was free at first, but then the wedding got caught off. Like, it was free because it was included in the package. Oh. So then, once the wedding was caught off, we had to end up paying like $100 for the cake testing. I was pissed. Wow. Yeah. Was that in the contract too? Well, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> I don't remember. You didn't have a planner or nothing. You didn't need one. It, it came with it. It came with the like. So basically, with the place when we went, we looked. They told us about their different packages because they did have like more expensive ones and more less ones. And like even with my one, so it went by numbers. Even with my one that was so I, it was a hundred people, ten thousand dollars. If you did like a different food option, it would go up a little bit. Or if you you know wanted to open bar, just different things changed it around. So really, it was a ten thousand package. But I think we were paying like thirteen hundred. I mean thirteen thousand because of different things we added. But um, so like I would meet with them in the beginning when I signed the contract. I would meet with them, and then from there we just did kind of like uh, email or phone stuff. And it really didn't mm-hmm. get down to like, they, they knew what I wanted. It didn't really get down to like when we hit those October, November months when we started doing the cake tasting and the food tasting when we started doing decor stuff. But yeah, they do everything. I didn't have to worry about nothing. They had a day of person and everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that, that's why I, I specifically, because he was like, let's just get a venue and get all the things. I was like, what do you mean we? Because you ain't going to do nothing. No, I need an all-in-one place because I don't have time. I don't want to be – I know I'm going to be stressed out, and I don't want to. 
I need one exactly. and done. Like I was, I was really intent. I was really like, there was a lot of things I put, you know, like let him get away with, but I put my foot down on that because I was not going to be, okay, let me talk to this venue person. Okay. Now let me go talk to this food person. Okay. Now let me go talk to this cake. Per- like I didn't have, right. I didn't want to do that. Ooh, ooh. Oh gosh. I'm trying to speak. Um, did you call like the, the bridal dress? I mean the, the that place like immediately too, or you just kind of waited a little bit? What, my dress? Yeah, because had your dress arrived? Or, like, did you have No, they don't, they don't, um, was it there? I don't know, but I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't do nothing about it. I had to keep paying on it, or I had to just lose my money. So I got the dress. Okay. I was either, it would either, they don't, like, they don't do no refund. Either, like, what I pay, they kept, and I don't get the dress, or I continue Mm -hmm. to pay on it and pay it off and get the dress. It wasn't no, you can't. I can't, because I, I asked, so can I have my money back because I'm right. not getting married? It was like, no, but this happens more than you would think, but no. <laughs> I was like, well, dang. Wow, the fact that you couldn't get anything back. Because I would think that they would, you know, keep it on the showroom. Nope. And, well, they ended up closing, too. They just closed in December, so they weren't. I guess in the best. Because when did you get your dress? I just paid it off in December when it was closing. <laughs> really? They could no. They had. They had. When the wedding got called off in December 2018, I stopped making payments on my dress, and so they was like blowing me up every month. And I was like, I don't know what you want to do. I ain't got it. And I only owe like eight hundred dollars left. But I was like, I ain't got it, and I ain't get married, so I don't know. So really, what's so crazy about the whole situation is I was praying to God in December. I'm like, man, God, should I just lose my money? I, you know, paid on it, or like, what should I do? Because I really mm-hmm. love this dress, but you know, whatever, whatever. And my cousin Ebony, that was going to be my matron. She, she was engaged before she got married. And so the dress she had, the dress, she had the dress already. And when her ex fiance like did all the stuff he did, they broke up. She still had the dress. So when she married Jeff, that was the dress she wore. So she was like, girl, you bought that dress for you. You did not buy it for him. You know, you can wear it again. I wore mine too. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> so I kept going back and forth in December. And when they reached out to me and they told me, they basically let me get it for less. So I didn't end up paying the whole 2500 They told me oh, since they were closing, you know, because they could write it off on their taxes, if I paid them whatever I could pay them. And then so, but I don't have it. It's in Georgia. My friend picked it up. So Rashini, she got it. She's had it since December. I was like, did you even make sure it was the right dress? She didn't even look at it until I asked her to make sure it was the right dress. So I could have <laughs> had just a piece of paper in there. For it would have been too late. She never unzipped it. <laughs> Lord. Oh. So yeah, I just got I just the dress just became mine three months ago. And wow. then I'm still conflicted with what to do. You know, it's been on Facebook Marketplace, but nobody has, you know, bit. But I don't know like if I'm gonna keep it and wear it or I don't know. I don't know right now. But I have it. It might it's, be a like a bridal consignment shop too that you could give yeah. it to. But but then I'm like conflicted because I love it. the dress. So that's why I'm just like right. I don't know. You can always turn it a different color. No, I like it exactly the way it is. <laughs> well, then it that looks means, amazing on me. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. It, yeah, it really does. It really does. But I think that at this point, because you are still in love with it, you should definitely wear it when you do get married. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. The only, the only thing that would stop that is if, so say like me and my, I have a boyfriend now. Me and my boyfriend that I'm with now get married, like I would have, have to have like a conversation. Like I've had a conversation with him subliminally about it but i think it would come down to the point like if we got engaged i would be like okay tell me the truth would it bother you if i were it or if it wouldn't because 
he has like a lot of feelings about my ex because of the stuff I went through with my ex. But I asked him, I said, if we ever get married, like, do you care if I wear this dress? And he kind of joked it off and was like, you won't be able to fit it. You'll be so skinny. And I was like, oh, wedding dresses you can take in, you just can't take out. And he didn't say nothing when I said that. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if he just said that because he wanted to be nice about saying he didn't want me to wear it or mm-hmm. if he was joking right. about me losing weight. So like I said, if it ever came down to it and I did want to really wear it, I would have a conversation because I don't want to start off a, a, a marriage and you mad the fact that I wore this dress. Yeah. Right. So I think that's also what it would come down to, like, if he really would be bothered by me wearing it or not. Because I, like I told him, like, I bought it for myself, you know. That's how I know. How did your family react when you told them that <laughs> it wasn't happening? Hallelujah. That was happy. <laughs> but even Sanji, Sanji was super happy. Sanji hate him. She, but she, like, because of me, she was like, okay. Now, my mama was vocal the entire engagement. She didn't want me to marry him. Like, so the guy I'm with now, I've known for, like, 10 years. So we and mm-hmm. my mom's known him for 10 years. My, while me and my ex was engaged, my mom was, like, still talking about the guy I'm with now. And me and him weren't even, like, talking to each other like that. But she was like, oh, I had a dream about you and Carrie's future baby while I was engaged to my ex. So my mama was very vocal about not wanting me with uh, my ex. And then Sanji wasn't, like, vocal, vocal, but, like, I mean, kind of was. But she was going with, she she basically was like, he ain't S-H-I-T, but if that's what you want to do, that's what you're going to do, and I'm going to support you. So she was ready to drive down to Georgia and beat him up when we broke up. So everybody was like, and my dad was like, well, I always knew he wasn't S-H-I-T, but I just, you know, was going to let you do your thing because you're grown. So everybody was happy. <laughs> I actually, like, lied and pretended like I was still engaged for, like, a while at work. Oh, <laughs> like, people really? would come up to me all the time and ask me, um, you know, about the wedding, and I would just lie about it. Like I said, it got called off in December. It was up until, like, the end of March because they knew the wedding was coming up. And I finally was like, oh, I'm not getting married. And I remember this one girl came up and hugged me. Like, she was going to cry because she felt bad. And I was like, Aww. it's okay. So I lied, like, I didn't even tell people. Like, people at the church still thought we was getting married, you know? So that, I think I was, uh, yeah, I don't know if I was, like, still thinking. I don't know, but I didn't tell a lot of people. Were you embarrassed mm-hmm. or were you? I don't know if I was. Or you didn't want to deal with it. I think like I didn't want to deal with it. I don't think I was embarrassed. Yeah. I think I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want no questions. Like, the same way, like, when even for the girls that was coming to, like, the, the bachelorette or, like, was part of the bridal party, I told Sanji, tell them, don't say nothing to me. Because I didn't want to talk about it until I was ready. Yeah. So, I think it just had a combination. I don't, I don't think I was necessarily embarrassed because stuff happens. But I will say I was making it a stereotype because I remember before I wasn't engaged anymore, I used to think, how did somebody say they used to be engaged? How did they get engaged and I get married? And then it happened to me, and I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> So, (laughs) like, because I've heard that before. People have been like, oh, y'all been engaged once or twice or whatever. And I'm like, how do you get engaged and y'all to get married? So it happened. I think that, I think it, so I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to explain, but I don't think I was really embarrassed. I was just like, I didn't want to explain what happened, I think. And that's understandable because sometimes you just don't (laughs) want to deal with the the questions and yeah. and then you're gonna have to like relive it all over again you know because they're gonna exactly. want to know everything well, what right. happened people can't just i mean that's what happened you know right nope. some people want to know everything exactly and then it's like even a co-worker we ain't even that cool like i see you monday through friday 
But I used to like, talk you about it when I first got. The thing about that was when I first started, that's all I talked about. So I would always talk about it. So they were just, it was something like, oh, they were trying to go through the process with me. So when they kept asking, I would just keep going through it versus saying like, oh, no, we broke up. I don't even live there no more. Like, yeah, I think that was the hardest <laughs> thing for me. I'm still pretending like I was engaged for a while. Yeah. And I think that's real because I think, I mean, you're not the first person to actually say that, you know, they just kept that, they kept that lie going, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I appreciate you for telling us that because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of women out there that are lying currently and saying that, yeah, we're still engaged, you know, um, and, or they might not even be lying about that. They could be lying about something else. Like, oh yeah, we're still pregnant. I'm still pregnant. Or, oh yeah, this is still. Oh yeah. Very true. Yeah. Like, cause that same emotional trauma of something you were preparing for that was basically life-changing something you really wanted yeah exactly and some people can't like not everybody's nice right so we know some people like put marriage on like a pedestal or like having children like yeah if you don't if you don't get married you don't have kids you didn't succeed in life or something yeah exactly so i understand like you know what i just don't feel like dealing with explaining all that to folks I mean, that's just, exactly how it was. Because those yeah. that knew, those that were close to you, they they knew what happened. They knew, yeah. what, you know. Whew. And it, and I think it took. Uh, actually, not. I think we met up. I know it was the summertime. Yeah, no, it was a while. Before yeah, but I it even, took, like started talking to people about, like even my the people that knew before I even started having conversations about it. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Think, yeah like the wedding was supposed to happen in april i think we probably met up i think may like or may. june yeah it was like may because i then, thought you had a boyfriend and i was so excited yeah <laughs> no i was at the table clapping so loud and she was like oh. oh my gosh we were at a restaurant and she was screaming and i'm like i was so no, excited no, no. like we're not talking about my happiness i, didn't I was so excited <laughs> <laughs> that's how your friend's supposed to root for you though I mean, right. true. if your friends don't root for you like that, they ain't your real friend. <laughs> exactly, I was about to say. <laughs> but yeah, if you, you were, were me even, even, that would have been a red flag. I know. But yeah, it took me a while to even talk to anybody like about it. Yeah, but when she told me about it, I was, I was just like, yo, like, <laughs> that's how you know when, like, when they say women are strong individuals, like you realize, yo, we are literally so strong because we go through so much and we keep a lot of stuff in, especially, yep. um, especially in, in the African American community. Like we definitely yep. keep a lot of stuff in and we don't mm-hmm. talk about it and we're good for, you know, like Ash was saying, you know, she didn't tell any of her close friends for a long time. Like, we're good for holding stuff in and just acting like everything is A-OK. Granted, when we're behind closed doors, you know, they're not. But on the outside, you know, everything is, everything's good. And I know, I like, I think I talked to Ashley, you know, even after she called off the wedding. And, of course, there was no mention of everything that had going on. So I definitely commend you because... You know, there's a lot of women who are not that strong. But you also got to, like, I, I one thing I noticed you kept saying is, like, basically all your friends, even if they didn't care for him, they let you have you, like, have yeah. your moment, do you. It didn't seem like anybody was pressing you for details. And I think 
that's even something to kind of like call out because sometimes folks are just nosy or they're just trying like (laughs) they just want to know like okay what's going on this that, and other and it's like in the same way with coworkers or random passerbyers like you're still trying to process stuff yourself like let people have their moments so for anyone listening, if you have a friend that's going through something, but they haven't opened up to you, it's not because that, they're that. trying to, like, touch you out. It's because they're still trying to, like, go through it on the, like, process it for themselves before taking it to somebody else. Yeah. It took it me a while, a even on my podcast, like, some of my earlier episodes, I don't even cut stuff out, like, so there was some where I was crying on there. There were some where, you know, just it took me a while, you know, to even like process it. At, and I wasn't talking to nobody but myself when I was recording. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it took me a while to even say boyfriend with my boyfriend. Like I would say friend for a long time. And he used to get like, he'd be like, oh, I'm just a friend because I couldn't. It was hard for me. <laughs> so, right. like, yeah, it, ta- it takes, you know, everybody's different. Their healing time takes differently. But it took, I mean. Even some of my earlier episodes, like from last summer and stuff, I would be crying on air and stuff. And I wasn't even specifically, like the episode wasn't about the relationship or him, but it would be like about letting go or, you know, healthy boundaries and stuff. So just, you know, yeah. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer before you want to talk about it or before you're willing to talk about it. We didn't really talk in depth about everything that was going on. Yeah, I didn't really tell too many people. Until, until it, after, yeah. yeah. And so and so I wasn't telling people about the stuff he was doing to me because it yeah. was kind of abusive and controlling. So yeah. So when she told me everything, I was like, "Yo, you was you... really gonna marry him?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Ashley." Yeah, she was like, "Really? What were you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "I was stupid. <laughs> I was in love." <laughs> So nobody, nobody was like sad about it. Nobody was mad about it. Nobody, everybody was good with the decision. (laughs) They were like, everybody was good with the decision. (laughs) She told me about everything. I was like, shoot, I don't blame you. I would have gotten out. Well, long, long before it got to the proposal, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody, like I said, my mom was vocal the entire time about her not wanting me to marry him. And then like my best friend, I mean, she was vocal, but she wasn't like how my mom was, where my mom was basically like, break up with him. You don't even be with him. Nah. Like, Sanji was just like, you know, he's stupid and you shouldn't be with him. But if that's your choice, then that's your choice. And I'm going to support you. Right. And then my dad never said anything because, like, I'm like, Dad, why you didn't just tell me? He's like, because you're grown and I can't tell you what to do. Like, even my brother. So my brother on my mom's side, he told me recently, he was like, because my brother had came out there for a week and he was helping my ex at work one week. And my brother just told me this like a month ago or two months ago. He was like, yeah, he used to be on the phone with girls at work all the time. Like, and you ain't tell me? Like, oh what? He was like, that wasn't my place. I was like, yo, you my yes, brother. Yes, it was. Yeah. You my brother, like, you he on the phone with chicks and we engaged? Like, come on. Right. So, yeah, so nobody, nobody feelings was hurt. Nobody was sad about it being over with. Right. <laughs> How did you process all that though? Oh, Jesus. That, so that was probably my rough, rough part because I think, so first of all, I still, we still live together from December till March because like we had a house together and um, that we rented. We didn't own, thank God, because we actually looked into buying a house. I thank God 
I didn't buy no house with that man. But so we were renting together. And um, our lease was supposed to be up in March. He ended up extending and staying by himself for like four more months. But so we were still staying together. But there was a room downstairs. So he was staying in the room downstairs. I was staying upstairs. But this man was still like trying to get me to cook for him. He was like, why are you not folding my clothes? Like, so. And then I moved out March, like the beginning of March. And I think that's when it hit him because he didn't think I was leaving. And so he like went off, went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you really left me. You really left. Like, you really moved out. Like, uh. And so that's when I think it was real for me because I was no longer living in the house. And I'm like, oh, we really broke up. Like, I took the ring off immediately and never put it back on. I think I gave it back to him, but he ended up giving it back to me. So that's why it was my property. Um, but he, I gave him the ring back. He had the, it was a set that he bought. So he had the band the whole time. When we broke up, I gave him the engagement ring back. But then I think in like March or April, he gave me the engagement ring back. And then like in May, he gave me the band back. So I had the whole set until I lost it. It's gone now. I don't know where it's at. But anyway, so what? I think, it was, yeah, man, that thing got lost. I could have sold it or something. It got lost. It's, it got stolen. It got lost. I don't know. The whole ring set? Yeah. Because I had them in the same box. Yeah. Lord. So, oh so I think I didn't really process the fact that, um, like I said, he didn't think I was going nowhere. And so when I left, it really hit him. So then I left mm-hmm. and then, but I left all my furniture there because he didn't, you know, everything in the house was mine. So I left mm-hmm. like everything in there and I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave it there till May because you're supposed to be moving in May. So I was still like, I was still, I was still seeing him. We went to the same church. So I was still seeing him at church and stuff. And then, oh, he was like trying to like win me back. He was like, oh, we just, this is just the, we're going to get back together. But I had like basically kind of moved on already, which is really quick. Hey guys, don't judge me. But I was like, <laughs> I already messing with the guy I'm with now. By that point, like, I had went to see him in March. So, yeah, like, three months after, like, as soon as I moved out. But the reason I did that was because the girl he cheated on me with called my phone in March and told me to get him. It's like, she basically was like, tell him to stop calling my phone. And when she did that, I was like, oh, that's fine. I'm going to see Gary. So that's how that, that's how that happened. Because the girl called my phone. I was like, well, we're not even together no more. Stop calling my phone. I had to block her. So the girl he cheated on me with two years previously, she still had my number for whatever reason. And she called my phone in March last year. So that's what made me like really be like, okay, I'm done. And cause he lied about it. And it was like, oh, she's using, cause she screenshotted me like, um, like text messages and stuff. And he said she, it was, it was fake. And she used the app to create the text messages. This is after we had been broke up for three months. So anyway, so at that point, that's when I created my podcast. So I initially created my podcast to help me process and like help me mentally and stuff. And so that was one way I I went through it. Um, Another way, I don't know, like it took a while. Like even like once I got here, like I was still like going through some stuff once I moved here. Um, But over the summer, things got bad between me and my ex. I had to get a restraining order against him. So I think that's really when I was like, oh, I got to be done with him. But then, and that happened in August. I moved to Texas in September, but around like Thanksgiving and Christmas, I like was emotional because I was like, oh, I would have been pregnant right now. Oh, I would have been with like him and his kids. You know, I've never, you know, because I, I spent Christmas and Thanksgiving alone. It's been hard. It's been up and down, but I processed, I don't know. I processed it just like I'm in therapy. And in my podcast, I guess. I like how basically anybody that's listening realized that even though this is basically the field that you're in, one, you still need therapy yourself. Oh, yes, but Lord, you do. can also like go through 
so much. You know, like you're not exempt. Yeah. Like your profession, what you do, how you came up, whatever, like that doesn't stop you from going through stuff. Yeah. What have you learned or what has this taught you that you would like tell somebody else? Like, hey, don't do this because I went through this. Like, I, I mean, I don't think there's anything I could specifically tell somebody because every, you know, it's different for everybody. Like, like, obviously, a lot of people, if they were in the relationship I was in, wouldn't have even got to the point of engagement or wouldn't even said yes or, you know, just different things. So, I mean, you know, I chose to say through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, even from the beginning, there were a lot of red flags, and I chose to just ignore them. So, I mean, like I said, just going back to recognizing the red flags, recognizing, I think I had never, not necessarily having a list, because I don't have a list, or like a prayer, like they say Sierra has and all that kind of stuff. But I honestly, like, with, you know, I never, like, was like, this is what I want, and this is what I don't want. So when me and him, you know, broke up, um, I wrote out, we were fasting at church and um, I wrote out like just things, I guess prayers, but not really. I just like manifestations, things I wanted in my life. So like, as far as like personally, professionally. And then, so when it came down to it, I was like, well, let me just write down the things that I want God to give me in a man. And so, and it's so crazy because all the things I wrote down, I remember I told my pastor this, I was like, it was maybe 20 or 30 things I wrote down. My ex was only one of them. And so I was like, wow. wow. That was an eye-opener. I'm like, dang, like all the stuff that I know I need and require for myself, I guess understanding what you need and want in a relationship. So even though like I knew there were red flags and there were things that weren't right about the relationship, I guess I never had identified what I needed or wanted. But what I'm saying is now that I know what I want, like I'm in, and I'm a, at a different place, I know what I want. Like if somebody didn't give me that, I would know that I can't you know, go further. So just identifying what you want and what you need and like sticking to that. Having healthy boundaries, recognizing red flags. That's a good one. So are you thankful that you've gone through this whole process? Yeah. No, I don't regret anything. No, like I mean, I've been through a lot in my life and I, I don't even even the really, really bad stuff I've been through in my life, I don't regret it because it it made me who mm-hmm. I am. So that was another, you know, he came into my life for a reason. He was there to teach me something. He was there to show me things. He showed me, he showed me what I needed and, you know, what I needed for a relationship. And he showed me what I needed for love because he didn't give it to me. So I definitely don't regret anything. Like it taught me so much about myself. It made me like I had, I've been in therapy my whole life, but I've never done trauma work. And because of that situation, I've decided to start doing trauma work, which is helping me you know, understand more about myself and how I've been moving, you know, how I've chose to do things. So now I don't regret it at all because it taught me so much. I mean, not that I regret it, but if anything, I, you know, I would have probably ended it earlier, you know, and got some of my years back, but I don't regret anything. It taught me a lot about myself. It taught me, I finally was able to identify what I needed and wanted in a relationship. So, and in a person, so no, really, no regrets. I don't live life on regrets. I feel like everything's a lesson. Okay. That's true. I was going to say, I'm sure, like, a lot of the stuff you went through then makes you more appreciative of the relationship you have now. Oh, my God. The Like I said, I made that list, and it's so crazy because 
like, first of all, I, like I said, I've known this guy for so long. So we've been friends for so long. And I've always known, like, I've seen him when he's angry. I've seen him, like, all the kind of stuff. And that's, my ex was, like, had a really bad temper. So, like, some of the things were, like, not be so angry. If they're angry, know how to deal with their anger or be communicative. And one of the things that sticks out is be a provider. Because, like, the first year of my relationship with my ex, I paid all the bills. Then the last two years, we went half. But anytime I needed something, he wasn't there for me. This person I'm with now won't, I have to fight with him to pay like a electricity bill. Like, and it's weird because I prayed for a provider. And now that I have one, I'm like, what in the world? Why does this man try to take care of me? So when you do pray for something, be willing to accept it when God gives it to you. But it did teach me that. It taught me like in this new relationship, because I was so used to chaos, I noticed in the beginning, I would pick a lot of fights with him. And he'd be like, are we doing that today? All right, calm down and then talk to me when you're ready. And then I would realize, oh, shoot, I'm doing this because that's what I thought I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it taught me a lot, definitely. And just sometimes when you go through, like, a really bad relationship, it's so crazy when you get a really good one because you think it's just going to, like, oh, they fake. You know, they just doing this right now. Or, you know, it, I was really on guard in the beginning, but... I'm mm-hmm. starting to let that down now and realize and be appreciative because like I said, all the things I prayed for, he pretty much is on that list. And it's just so crazy that God gave it to me because I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yes. Even when you feel mm-hmm. like you're not worthy, God says, no, yeah. my child, you are, you deserve yeah. everything. So, yeah. And what's crazy. If we speak about a spiritual thing, like I was so disobedient mm-hmm. to God in that relationship. When I tell you all my blessings were blocked and I know they were blocked because I wanted to work at the VA since I got out in 2014. I applied to the Atlanta VA a thousand million hundred times. Literally, I applied to this job at the VA here in Texas in June. They called me July 3rd I had, and I had the job by July 23rd. Come on. So now. that was the first blessing that got opened. Then in Georgia, I, you know, I was trying to get my LPC. And I, they were like, it's going to be another year or two. So I'm a, as, as a licensed professional counselor, they were like, oh, it's going to be another year or two. I got my license in Texas in October. Then I just got my 100% two days ago. VA. Congratulations. So, yes. It's like literally like. Things are aligning. If you think, if you, if you think of it from a spiritual right. level, like I, because I chose to stay and I knew God didn't want me there and then got like. Not necessarily like God talks to me, but I could tell there were things that I would pray about and God would answer it by something that my ex did. And I was like, oh, well, it's going to get better. And I stayed. So because I was so disobedient, it blocked a lot of my blessings. And since I decided to be obedient, <laughs> my blessings just been unfolding. It's been crazy. So. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Come on with the testimony. We- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's like, that's crazy. Like, I was just thinking about when I got my 100% the other day, I was thinking about that. Like, I've really, like, everything I've been wanting for so long, like, especially the VA, like, I really was trying my best. Like, I would talk to people that I knew worked there, like, and I never could get in. And literally, the job, like, so when you apply for a federal or, like, whatever kind of job, have a closing date. Literally, the job's closing date was June 23rd. And I didn't find out about the job till June 22nd. So to think from June 22nd, they called me the day before 4th of July, July 3rd, for a phone interview. Mm-hmm. Like, not even I had to come here. They was like, oh, we'll do a phone interview. And then by July 23rd, two weeks later, they offered me a position. Oh, and then I got promoted. I started as a GS9 in September. I went up to a GS11 in November. So, I mean, just to think that, 
you know, just so much stuff. When I finally like let, you know, stop when I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> so. Oh, I love that. So you're happy right now. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's taking me a while to get here. Cause, uh, just even like thinking I didn't deserve a lot of stuff because of, you know, my last relationship telling me I didn't. So, and then just, I mean, and just stuff from my childhood too, but just so not believing that I deserve things. So finally, like recognizing that I deserve stuff and, you know, being okay with, you know, being in a new place and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm really happy. <laughs> That's good. So listen, y'all, you might be in a relationship or you might be engaged and you know, deep down inside, you don't need to be with that person. If you're still going on, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. There is so much more and so much greater for you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be with that person or stay in that relationship or that job or whatever it is that's holding you back. Ooh, this was so good, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't get triggered. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) your trauma work is helping (laughs) in the beginning of of our conversation or when we actually got on the phone you know we asked ashley if she was comfortable talking about the situation of course ashley is an open book however you know she's been going through therapy and through therapy she has been um i guess opening chapters in her life that that have been pretty much closed. And so, um, of course, when you're going through that, or when you're actually talking to someone and rehashing all those events that happened in your life, of course, that can be traumatic. And so um, thank you so much, Ashley, for being open with us. Thank you for being transparent. I know that your story and your testimony can actually help another person out there. I hope so. Because yeah. I was hard headed to myself. Like I like I said, I deep down inside I knew I shouldn't have stayed, but for whatever reason, and I don't want to say I was trying to settle because I don't think I was settling. I just I think I was so thinking I, I really believe things would change. So I was like, it's gonna be okay, or I can I can make him be better or so yeah, like if you feel it, is and if you try it a long time and it ain't changed, it ain't gonna change. Do what you got to do for you. Like, you can love somebody all day, but you can't love them to the point where they're going to love you the way you need to be loved. You got to love yourself enough. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that the hard way. So, but maybe you went through it so somebody else doesn't have to. Yes. So, my, so my test could be a testimony and somebody else could learn from it for sure. Ashley, this was good. We're not going to let you go yet. We're going to move into the unsolicited advice. Take away, Ashley. Maybe just kind of piggybacking off this conversation, look at the contracts. Um, oh, yes. Because everything, like, some stuff is just not easy to get out of. Like, uh, one girl sent us a DM talking about she changed planners because the first planner she had didn't really work out. And sometimes you just lose the deposit you made. Sometimes it's a lot more. So read over these contracts just don't sign it all willy-nilly like make sure you actually know what you're about to prepare for because worst case scenario you need to cancel or you just aren't clicking with that vendor like make sure 
you're protected beyond everything else because you might not be. They might be cool on Instagram, but then their contract is trash. So that is my advice for this week. That's good advice. Read those contracts, even if yes. you have to take it home to read it. They email it to you, but you don't have to sign it immediately. Like sometimes they'll give you a window. Like say you reached out today and if especially if it's a contract you're securing like a vendor, you they'll send you the contract and like the first deposit might be all wrapped up in the one. So like you sign the contract in that back, whether it's digital or electronic or you actually gotta print it out and mail it back, depending on how they um what services they use and stuff. And then you probably send over that first deposit. But for the most part, like they'll send you a proposal that kind of details more of like what you get. But there are some like fine details that are in the contract. Like for wedding videographers and photographers, I've seen a lot of contracts where that's like the only person you can book. So if you wanted say multiple engagement shoots throughout the period of your engagement and you like like you book this one person you like them but then your home girl is trying to like come up as a photographer and she said she'll do some free shots for you your photographer might be able to like technically could sue you if they have it in there for them to be the only like photographer for you to use in anything wedding related so you gotta like yeah these contracts have so much in there like if you want your photos changed or if you need like um you don't like how the edits came out or um little things i mean you can basically they can charge you for things they can deny you things they can sell your photos they can like still have ownership of the photos after giving them to you all the vendors vary of course with like what they have or whatever like it's not even just a photographer thing a makeup artist hairstylist Mm -hmm. whatever you just gotta like read all the fine print because not only are you their client in that moment you're also an opportunity for marketing in the future so they can always use your likeness in different ways and by you signing this contract you could also be signing away your permissions for stuff so like you might just see yourself in a magazine and be cool with that or you could be noticing that something you did is giving them a lot of money but you're not profiting off of it so i mean there's a lot of stuff in the contracts that can bind you or not so be careful that is all wedding vendors go so ashley i'm gonna have you go first um who would you like to shout out this. There's two of us. Oh, I'm sorry. She, I know she meant me, though. Ashley J. Okay. Ashley J. I'm, I'm thinking the guests go first, so I think it was me. <laughs> um, I got two people. <laughs> I got two people. One of them was who I was going to use as my photographer, which is Tania's cousin, Michael, with Abstract Perceptions. Um, I think his IG and his Facebook is Abstract Perfection. Perception. Is it Perceptions? Yes. Yeah, so his IG and his Facebook are both that, but his name is Michael Johnson. And then um, a friend of mine, Rashini Siasina, she has Elegant Encounters. So on Instagram, it's Elegant Encounters. And I think the same as Facebook. She made my, she does everything. But for my engagement party, she did my treats. So she had um, 
Like I specific, I sent her stuff off Pinterest and she made it happen basically. So like for my cookies, it had like our date on it. it she made cookies with a ring. She made cookies like dresses and stuff. Then I wanted like, I didn't want a cake, but I wanted cupcakes shaped like a ring. She did that. Um, what else? I don't know what else, but I know like she does cake. She does all that kind of stuff too. But for me, she did all the stuff for my engagement party and it was delicious. So, and she do stuff other than weddings, but like she does weddings too. So. Very nice. That's my two people. Okay. Ashley W, I'm going to have you go next. All right. My vendor this week is a photographer. He used to play in the NFL for the Kansas City Chiefs. And now he is a wedding photographer. His name is Travis Daniels, and his Instagram and website is Travis Daniels Photography or TravisDanielsPhotography.com. But his photos are, like, very nice, kind of regal. You know, you feel like you're getting real high-quality photos, great shots. His details stand out, so I like his style. Um, and, you know, I like football, so... I like to see how uh, players kind of turn their lives, you know, like what they do with their lives after um, the game is over for them. So that's it for me, Travis Daniels Photography. What about you, Tania? So this week I had a bridal shop. Uh, Earlier in the episode, Ashley talked about her dress experience and you know she had to, I think she went to about four places and only two of them had her size. So this week I'm shouting out Curvaceous Couture Bridal. Um, They are based out of uh, Columbia, Maryland, and they have a collection of bridal gowns ranging in sizes from 12 to 44. So all the thick curvaceous girls stand up. (laughs) Okay. And, (laughs) And, you know, if you are in need of a dress and you're just you know, tired of these bridal shops not having your size, make sure you look them up. And again, they're based out of Maryland and we'll have all their information in the description box. I say that like we're on YouTube, but you know, it's always on in Instagram. the notes. I don't ever put in the, but I'll never put in the notes. And Tania oh, says this every week. Um, <laughs> I, I will at, at some point. I am retroactively going to put them in the notes because Tania keep calling that out, but I'll never put them in the notes. <laughs> Oh gosh. I am for SEO purposes though. Okay. But Ashley, let the good people listen know where they can find you and all the things you're doing. (laughs) So there is a lot. As far as for my podcast, it's on Instagram, happy hour with Ash with the E. So happy hour A S H E on Instagram. On Twitter, it's happy hour with Ash, I think, on there, too. And then on Facebook, I use the page for my podcast, Amper. I'm a mental health therapist for my mental health page, so you can just look up uh, Therapy with Ashley, I think. And then I also do hair, so I went to school for counseling, and I also went to school for hair. So back in uh, when I lived in Atlanta, I did a lot of weddings. That was a lot of what I did because hair is my side gig. So weekends are like better for me. So I did a lot of hair, but I do hair here in Texas. Um, you can on face on Instagram, it's at underscore hair dot therapy underscore. On Facebook, it's just hair therapy or hair therapy with Ashley. And then, I mean, if you just want to follow me on Instagram, it's at shoddy cakes, but it's spelled at S H A W W 
W T Y Y underscore cakes. C A K E S. Cause Shadi got them cakes. But no. <laughs> she really does, y'all. She really does. But y'all can find me if you want to find me. <laughs> Lord. When she made that IG, I was like, yeah, this is appropriate for you. Somebody, somebody <laughs> told me that. Somebody said you should make this that because you got them. And that's, that's what I came. That's why I did it. <laughs> and it's been like that for like seven years. <laughs> oh, and tell them how to spell your name because. Oh, A-S-H-E-L-E-I. Ashley. Yeah. Not Ashley. Ashley. Any of that is just Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> no because you'll be surprised they be like oh you got two e's so ash ali no it's just ashley okay then ashley and some people have said alicia i don't know how yes i get alicia how you get alicia out of ash but okay right there's not even a c <laughs> there's not a c in yeah yeah i've been called alicia before though and i'm like really okay right okay. this episode had two black Ashleys that do not spell their name <laughs> the regular way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, my mom was like, let me give her a white name, but spell it black. <laughs> <laughs> like my middle name is Shantae and it's C-S-H-A-N-T-E with an apostrophe over the E. I was like, really, mom? People be like, see Shantae? No, it's just Shantae. The S is silent. See <laughs> <laughs> <C> Shantae. <laughs> I get they I get that all the time. They be like, uh, no, it's just Shantae. So all right, Nina, tell them where they can find us. All right, so you can find if us. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you want to, you can find us. First, I'm gonna let you know that we do have a website. It's huido.com. Let me just say that we just had an upgrade and it's so amazing. Thanks to Ashley. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so you can find us on huidu.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Am I missing one? Okay, I'm good. Um, at huidu or huidu wed. Of course, uh, all of our information is posted. So if you get confused, just go ahead and look at the information in the show notes because they'll be there. Um, you can find me at Belsuri, <laughs> and that's B E L S O U R I. You can find Ashley at Demi Tosh. And that's D-E-M-I-T-A-S-H-E. E. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. E. Um, on Instagram as well as on Twitter. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. This was such a great episode. Yes. Yay. Truthfully. Thank you. Uh-huh. It really was. Thank you, Ashley, again for being here. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, because I remember when Tania texted me, she's like, I have to ask you something. Are you, would you be okay? I was like, girl, yeah, I'm good. Let's do it. <laughs> are you sure you would do it? Like, are you okay with doing that? Yeah, girl, let's do it. <laughs> she, were, she was like, when we were trying to figure out, like, what episodes we're going to do in the next coming month, she was like, ooh, I can reach out to Ashley, but... Let me see if she'd want to talk about it. And she like, known me for 20 years. You know, like, I don't care. And so she texted me like, um, I just want to, you know, we were thinking about this. And I just want to, would you be okay with telling your story? We don't have to tell everything. I was like, girl, I don't care. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to make sure that you're okay. But I appreciate you coming on and being me too. open and Hopefully, our listeners have gotten some 
out of this. Um, pay attention to those red flags because those red flags are important. Listen to your gut. Oh my gosh. Lord. If there's something better on the other end. Yes. <laughs> God has many Lord. blessings for you. Boom. Lord. But we're going to say bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. bye.